You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, and this is our latest look at the Minnesota Twins. I'm joined by Rhett Bollinger. And, Rhett, uh, you're back in Minneapolis. Uh, you hit the road with the Twins as part of the caravan last week. Uh, give me some takeaways from, from those uh, bus stops. We had a lot of fun. I went on caravan last week with Paul Lauder and Ryan Presley and Brandon Kinsler. Hit up a few different states, got down into Iowa, South Dakota, uh, obviously Minnesota. Had a great time. Really good crowds, which was obviously a good sign, you know, coming off of a season in which the Twins uh, had the worst record in, in baseball. A little curious to see what kind of turnout we're going to get in some of these cities, but um, I think the cool thing is a lot of these cities are so small. Um, I think these fans are so loyal just to have a chance to be able to meet Paul Mauder and to meet some of these players. The nice thing was at least Kinsler and Presley are coming off pretty good years. Uh, they figured to be a pretty big part of that bullpen. Um, so the turnout was actually pretty solid. I, mean, I think certainly some fans were disappointed last year and some of the questions from the fans definitely reflected that. Um, but I think that's fair. Obviously, fans have a right to ask those kind of questions, especially when a team does come off as a disappointing season uh, in which there was some hope coming into the year. So um, that was kind of the major takeaway with a lot of questions about Brian Dozier, of course. They want to know if he's going to be traded. Um, they want to get injury updates on players like Glenn Perkins and, you know, Phil Hughes. So it, was, it was a fun time, and you know, the turnout was great, which is definitely the big thing. Uh, the fans had a good time, and they certainly did. Yeah, coming off 103 losses, uh, it's kind of like facing the firing squad there. You don't know uh, <laughs> exactly. quite, what the, quite what you're going to get, but uh, I'd have to imagine the Dozier <laughs> questions were probably first and foremost. Oh, yeah, always. That was the first question for yeah. every stop, so it's pretty funny. <laughs> All right, well, I got a question for you. Uh, what are the Twins going to do the rest of this winter? We're coming up, we're creeping up on uh, spring training report date here. It's only a few weeks away. Uh, obviously, it's been a quiet winter for the Twins. I'm sure a lot of that's by design, but there's still a lot of names out there, especially reliever names. Is that a possibility? Do you think there's a, a chance they still go out and get some more bullpen help? I think so at this point. It's certainly a chance. I, I asked Maude the exact same question. I'm carrying that a few times to kind of figure out, you know, are they done? Uh, the big move, obviously, has just been Jason Castro. We've been following the Brian Dozier potential trade all, all off season, um, But I do think they're out there looking still. A chance they could add a bullpen arm to kind of add to this bullpen that, you know, it's been experienced. They have some, some quality guys in there. Presley's coming off a good year. Kinsler, uh, Taylor Rogers is coming off a solid year. They've got some intriguing young arms, guys like, you know, uh, J.T. Chagua, Mason Malatakis, even Nick Birdie. Um, you know, they've got a real five pick in Justin Haley. They signed some veteran free agents like Ryan Bogosong. Maybe a lot. Have some options uh, in that bullpen, but I think adding maybe one more veteran would help. And maybe even the offensive, offensive side. I mean, this team still kind of lacks uh, the traditional kind of veteran leader in some ways, too. I mean, Dozier definitely serves that role, as does Joe Maurer, but they don't have that kind of like rah rah guy. Maybe they don't need one, but obviously the year they had Tory Hunter, it seemed to help. Um, so I think even someone, you know, I know he's been linked to some teams, like a, a Mike Napoli type, a guy, maybe might not be a great fit in terms of that personnel, but a guy who's kind of been around a little bit, um, who's just trying to lead this young roster. Um, and maybe even a, a Latin player, too, I think could obviously help, too, in terms of that. They have a lot of young Latin players in Miguel Sano and, and Jorge Polanco. So I think there's still a lot of guys out there in free agency, and the Twins will kind of continue to wait. And if there's definitely a chance to get one of these guys on a good deal where it makes sense, I think they'll do it. They could even look into outfield help, maybe even shortstop with, you know, young shortstop in Polanco. Maybe they want a better defender there. Um, there's still some things out there that are definitely could be upgrades for this roster. It's just a matter of kind of how they want to do that because they can continue to kind of keep throwing these young guys out there and kind of see what they have in Polanco, see what they have in Brios, see what they have in Chaguas, these young guys 
they could be part of this roster, or they could maybe, okay, we could put these guys at AAA, get them more seasoning, bring up veterans in the short term on one-year deals, that kind of thing. Uh, it's just kind of it depends on what this new front office wants to do. And so far, it's been kind of a, a quiet offseason doing their due diligence. So it's kind of hard to predict, but I do think they're at least looking out there to see what's out there right now. Well, sticking with the bullpen, uh, you mentioned uh, you, were, you were traveling with Kinsler last week in the uh, caravan, and uh, you wrote an article catching up with him. Um, and some interesting, an interesting stat in there is that only three pitchers threw their fastball more than Kinsler did last year. He used the sinker ball uh, 88% of the time and, and had a good, uh, you know, had a good ground ball rate with it, 62% ground ball rate. Um, so had a strong season, filled in for Glenn Perkins when, when Perkins was out. Uh, with injury in, in the ninth inning, but uh, it sounds like he wants to be a little more varied, and, and probably for good reason. You don't be too predictable out there. Uh, sounds like he wants to have a little more varied repertoire uh, going forward here in 2017. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, 88% is a, a lot of time throwing that fastball. You know, it's pretty impressive that he's able to do that. You know, obviously hitters were able to kind of roll over and ground into a lot of double plays and just ground into a lot of, you know, outs. Not too many fly balls with how good his sinker is. He's got that interesting delivery where you can kind of tell. He really is almost like it's a concerted effort to get the ball down. You know, some guys just kind of naturally get the ball down or whatever, and they're taller, you know, they have that tall plane. He's only probably about – he's listed at six feet. He's probably a little shorter than that. So he really has that max effort kind of where he kind of comes down on the ball um, and really gets the ball down there. And for some reason, guys just can't really roll it over. So um, I do think that, as you said, it's, you can't be that predictable. I think that's what he knows too. Even in his career, he'd never been that predictable before, and he does have some success – you know, he had some success in Milwaukee for a couple of seasons uh, before some injuries kind of shut it down there, injuries to his knee, um, that kind of thing. Um, but I think if he mixes in that slider a little bit more, even that change-up, you know, just to give a hitter, you know, something to think about, a different look uh, would help him. But if he can get those, you know, early first strike or second strike, you know, fastballs down, the guys are just going to ground, you know, shortstop at third base, then he doesn't have to do change too much. But I do think that, you know, especially if he starts getting more into deeper talent, he's to get some more strikeouts. Um, I think mixing up his pitches will definitely help. Um, but it is a good thing, you know, it's a guy that was a big surprise to this team coming in on a minor league deal. But given his track record and the fact that he's healthy now, uh, he should have, you know, another solid season. And uh, I do think it's at least an assurance uh, at closer in case uh, Perkins uh, can't go this year, or at least, you know, has some trouble getting ready with uh, coming off of the surgery. Yeah, what's the latest on Perkins and Hughes, both of those guys uh, coming off shoulder situations? Yeah, Mauder gave me some updates on both those guys. Uh, obviously, Perkins had the more uh, intense surgery in a sense. The labrum surgery is tougher to come from, come back from. Um, but he's doing okay. He's actually doing pretty well. He's down in Fort Myers. He got down there in early January. He's been working out down there, rehabbing. Uh, the hope is maybe get him off the mound probably by mid-February, maybe, maybe maybe a week into February, and then get him uh, you know pitching into games potentially by mid-March. So a little behind the curve in terms of, you know, getting get into the game. So he might be a guy that might start the year out in the DL, but at least, you know, if he's pitching in games and spring training in mid-March, that would be a great sign. We'll see how he gets to that point because of the velocity and everything else. That surgery is definitely very intense, so it's hard to know how he'll respond. But the fact that he's doing well and, and you know, at least has these, you know, throwing a little bit, has at least these plans of what, you know, how it's going to at least work out is a good sign. Um, and Hughes right now has already started his throwing program. From what I've heard, everything's been going well. He's coming off a thoracic outlet syndrome where he had a, part of his rib removed to, to make uh, some room in there in terms of, you know, loosening some of the nerves and uh, things that were causing him numbness in his hands. And even that's a pretty crazy surgery as well, uh, but a higher success rate, um, at least for other pitchers in the past. So the, the good news with him is he should come in his camp, you know, relatively normal in terms of his routine. Uh, they'll definitely be monitoring him very closely, um, but there's at least a chance he could make the year 
uh, on the team not having been a DL. So uh, definitely a good sign. All right, there you have it. The latest from Rhett Bollinger. We'll check in with him again after Twins Fest. want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Minnesota Twins Edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.